It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host, and today we are going to be talking about where in the world codependency comes from anyway. How does this thing get started in our lives, this subtle, kind of insidious thing that drives us, but that we don't always understand how it came to be in the first place. So, with all good uh, psychology and therapy answers, it starts in childhood. That's the answer you wanted to hear, right? Um, What really happens is that codependency is actually a coping skill that was developed to deal with a situation that you were in, which is usually starting in childhood in some way. And that means that maybe you were around a person or raised by a person who was one of these things. They may have had an addiction issue they may have had a physical illness that was um, maybe to the level of debilitating but required a lot of care. Um, You had a person who was raising you who had mental health issues that could have been diagnosed or undiagnosed and, and maybe was treated, partially treated or not treated at all. Um, and the person maybe was just very disruptive to kind of like the typical flow of life. And this could be a person who had anger issues, um, and not even to the point of necessarily being abusive, um, but would create chaos um, because of how they were existing in the world. And that was outside of like how the rest of the world typically ran. And so... If, if you experienced one of these things in your childhood, um, and it wouldn't even have to be for the entire childhood, it could just be partially, then that means that you had to augment or shift yourself in some way to create room for this person with an issue um, to have their problem. And it's really common for there to be secrets especially in addiction, and it's really common um, for people to say, oh, that's just how so-and-so is, Um, almost like we just make accommodations for them to be that way. Or um, with an illness, you definitely are forced to make changes because it's about a person's health and making sure that they're safe and alive and well, and so maybe your family had to function in a certain way because the person with the illness to live or live more comfortably or maintain their health had to have things a certain way. And so that meant that you had to make choices um, and you were expected to behave or live in a certain way that allowed that person to have that health. So all of these mean that you had to submit um, what you may have needed in the moment for the other person. Or maybe you needed to submit what you needed in the moment for the family 
Um, and if there was a family secret, like I said, you also weren't allowed to talk about it, which creates another layer of unhealthiness and kind of some other things. Um, so codependency is a coping mechanism for living in an environment that didn't allow you to fully express yourself and that you needed to be smaller to maintain, uh, for, to allow the other person to maintain um, their addiction or for them to maintain their health from the illness to try and recover, for them to um, be chaotic with their mental health issues that they were not dealing with, or for that person to continue to be disruptive in whatever way their personality was disruptive. Now, you may be wondering, well, Vanessa, I wasn't raised in that kind of an environment. Um, and so where did my codependency come from? This is where it gets interesting. Codependency can be handed down socially and relationally and how families function, even if there is no longer an addiction issue um, in the family that you were in. Look back at your parents' parents. Look back at your grandparents or your even your great-grandparents. Is there a person in that layer of your family tree who is, you know, the addiction, the mental health issue, um, having an illness, or was just a personality that was disruptive? If that person exists in one of the layers of your family tree, um, and then depending how far back those similar issues go, that is the origin of the codependency within the family. So whoever was in the generation with that person became likely codependent, um, and that can be, you know, all the things that we've talked about with making room for that person to be themselves so that they didn't have to deal with the consequences of telling them to stop. Um, you can't be that way anymore was maybe not an acceptable um, sentence or eat phrase or utterance or way of living. And so they made themselves smaller so that they could withstand that person's behavior. Um, and if that was maybe a grandparent or a great grandparent, so the next generation comes along and um, decides that they're going to fix the problems. So they um, work really hard on understanding addiction, or they work really hard on their mental health problems. Or if someone was an asshole um, and that was what the disruption, they work really hard on not being an asshole themselves. And so they've overcome the issue. But the codependency that was present in the family to survive that person's behavior um, isn't really realized or noticed. And that continues to be parented into the next generation because what it looks like is it looks like being nice on the surface. It looks like being helpful. And there's no issue with being nice and helpful, as I repeatedly say. Like, those are all positive things. And so codependency gets handed down um, because people don't realize that it is the counterpart to an addiction, to a serious mental health issue, or um, a moderate but unmanaged mental health issue, um, a physical illness that kind of disrupts the whole family, 
or the disruptive person. Um, so how are you supposed to know if this stuff was in your family history? So some signs that you can look for if it's not like super obvious to you. Is there a person in your family tree, um, grandparent, great-grandparents, aunts or uncles, anybody, who repeatedly is forgiving um, their partner for issues that they've had? This could be, you know, not maintaining a job. It could be cheating on them. It could be um, some sort of substance use. It, it could be just generally not allowing that person to live their life. So does this person just like kind of repeatedly forgive and make excuses for another person? Um, maybe there's a person in your family who doesn't really have a voice. Um, they don't speak with their thinking. They pull back on their thoughts. They're timid. Um, maybe there's a person who doesn't really know what they want. They keep um, living vicariously through other people. And if this is an older generation, you know, maybe they're vicariously living through their children and their grandchildren, which can look like very, very supportive, but they also don't have their own things going on. Um, maybe this person in your family is diminishing their own talents and um, they have a talent, but they don't follow it. They don't pursue it. They um, do self insults or they say that they're not good enough even though you have expressed to them how highly talented they are or others have and so if there's a combination of these things in a person in your family um, look at who their partner is look at um, what they did with their career if they had a career look at their relationship with their children is there a person who fits my previous description of someone with an addiction, someone with a physical illness, a mental health illness, or is disruptive? And is that some sort of um, a dyad situation where you have the person who doesn't see their own light and continually wants someone else to do more for them, and then the codependent person? So those are some ways that you can find it in your family tree if it's not really obvious. And then notice how it was potentially taught to you um, to care for others. Was it seen as selfish if you wanted something? Was it seen even subtly as an issue um, if you had a need that superseded the need of another person? And was that seen as a problem? And it wasn't really even described as why, it just was. When you have generational codependency, um, which is actually very, very common, and I see it all the time um, in my private practice, you can end up getting healthier people who express codependency but aren't in um, relationships with a person who is super disruptive. Maybe they're codependent, but they're not with an alcoholic, or they're not with a person who has mental health issues, but codependency is still running their life. Um, that can be where the origin of your codependency is, is in your family history. So it was trained into you, even though you didn't have the original experience 
that caused it. It was just a way of life for your family, like breathing air. And it was part of the unspoken value system um, that permeated several layers of your existence. So if you wonder why you're making codependent choices, but you weren't raised by an addict, this may be the information that you have been looking for. It's in your family history. Um, if you are super curious about this even more, um, you can create a family tree and then notice who in that family tree um, has an addiction issue or a mental health issue. Maybe even guess who might be codependent based on what you've learned in this podcast. And you can begin to see um, the patterns within your family and the behavioral traits that run throughout it and how the system of your family, because families are definitely a system, how the system of your family could be perpetuating codependency. And if that's the case, definitely share this podcast with whomever you think would be open to it in your family, because, you know, I really want to eradicate codependency because it holds beautiful people down um, because they believe they're not allowed to let their own self shine out. They have to hold up other people first, which, um, you know, I want everyone to be able to shine their light. Codependence and um, the people who feel like they can't do it themselves or don't want to do their own work, so they want someone else to do it for them. Which is, of course, not on the top of the person's mind that's underneath. It's a, it's a deeper layer. I hope that this conversation has been helpful for you today because codependency has so many layers to it and it's such a complex thing. Um, I wanted you to understand where it might come from for you uh, because it's not always obvious. If you want to learn more about people-pleasing codependency and how that can, um, and how you can change your life, and then maybe how that touches on your business that you run if you're an entrepreneur or how it touches on your career, go to soulamplified.org and check out my free webinar. And then you can also apply for a free strategy session call with me where you can learn how to make some wonderful advances in your life and potentially get enrolled in a wonderful program that helps you combat all of this and transform yourself into a non-codependent person. I will be with you next week. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.